Today's daf is daf chav tes, 29 of Mesechus Yavam. We're going to pick up from the bottom two words on chav ches on Bez, where the, mitz, the, the Mishnah said, Isser Mitzvah. The Mishnah gave us a fascinating case where you have two, two brothers married to two sisters, and then brother number three, Levi, is the only brother remaining. Okay? So what happens? Now, it could either be two sisters, who be married to two sisters, or a mother and her daughter, whatever it is. So the Mishnah says, well, if they both die, so you got to do chalitza and not yibum. Okay, but Rabbi Shimon says, no, there's not going to be yibum or chalitza. You don't have to do anything. Then the Mishnah said, if one is a full-fledged erva, so then, since only one of the sisters is falling to an yibum, Therefore, you're allowed to do yibum on that sister, right? In other words, these two <laughs> sisters are now falling to Levi. One sister punked was Levi's mother-in-law, right? So now Levi is going to have, he's going to be able to do yibum on the other sister because two sisters didn't fall to him in yibum. Only one did, the other one was in our eyes. And the last case was that if one of the sisters was usher because of mitzvah, was usher midra banan, so then we say, Then the, he's going to have to do chalitza on both and not let it do yibam. Why? What's this for us? Let's just make sure we have this klar. Because Midai Raisa, he now has these two sisters who are falling to him and it's, it's Achai Zikukasai. That's, that's, you know, that's what's happening really. Except that there's an added Isser Dirabanan standing in his way. So we don't view it like only one woman fell to him for Yibam. It's Taka, both of them fell to him in Yibam. Now that they both fell to him in Yibam, the Mela, we're going to say that you need to do Chalitza and not Yibam. Okay, so here we go. Isser Mitzvah Bechulu, the, the Mishnah said that if one is Aser Mitzad Mitzvah, you got you to do Chalitza on both and there's no Yibam. Top of today's daf, here we go. It says the Gemara, I don't understand. Let's go back to Reb Shimon's opinion from yesterday. Reb Shimon says, Reb Shimon says that if you have two sisters that fall in Yibam, they do not need Chalitza and they do not need Yibam. Now, in our case, where a woman is going to be usher from Shnias, let's say, okay? Or she's going to be Aser Mitzad, you know, the other case of the Mishnah was Aser Mitzad, uh, Kedu, um, well, what was the Lushan? Aser Mitzad Kedusha, right? For, you know, uh, um, a Grusha Lekayin or Amana Lekayin Godel, something like that. So really, Midai Raisa, you're still capable of Yibam. So Frek the Gemara, according to Reb Shimon, why wouldn't he argue on this halacha at the end of the Mishnah the same way he says a statement in the beginning of the Mishnah? So the Gemara says, I'll tell you why. You know why? The reason why we're going to force a chalitza in this case, even though earlier in the Mishnah we said um, that you're, you're free to go without even a chalitza, is because of a concern that if you don't do chalitza here, people are going to think that by a standard mitzvah case, you're, that you don't need anything. So therefore, we introduce it and say, no, we can't have people assuming nothing's done, so you got to edit it. So Gemara says, Beseder. Okay, Hotenach Ihi. So this woman who's also mitzvah, mitzvah, we understand why she, um, why she needs chalitza. That part we got. However, Achaisa, Michael Amemar, but the sister of the one who's not Usher Mitzad Mitzvah, what are you going to say? Why do you need to do Chalitza on her? She is the, she's Achais Zikukasai. Okay, so why are you going to put a Chalitza on her? 
Says the Gemara, Gezeira achaisim bishom lasa dida. We make a decree on her sister because <coughs> because of her. Okay, meaning. If we say do chalitza on the first one and not the second one, people are going to say, oh, okay, so that happens in, a, in every situation when it's Osir Mitzad Mitzvah, you're not going to need chalitza on the second one. So we add chalitza to the second one too. So the Gemara says, There's a basic question and we could already imagine what the answer is. The Gemara says, one second. When she falls to you, Bikadusha, we have a gzera. You got to do, a, you got to do chalitza. Why? Because we're concerned. If you don't do chalitza, people are going to go see but every time there's an erva, if two sisters fall to you and one of them pumped is your mother-in-law, why don't we say you got to do chalitza there because people aren't uh, going to know why you're not doing chalitza. Sigmar so says, because people yeah. understand the difference between a full-fledged erva and, um, and something which is kedusha or a mitzvah. It's not as well known. Shiny erva and erva is different. The migmar gemirila inchi, people are, are surely... Um, well versed in their in these halachas, people know who they're allowed to marry and who they're not allowed to marry. The kol isle, and there's a kol, there's a voice out there. However, when you're aser mitzad mitzvah or mitzad kedusha, something like that, the, the, these halachas aren't as uh, as voiced. It's not as well known. And memela, we therefore they're about to make a decree. You gotta you gotta do chalitza because if not for that, people can make an error and make a mistake uh, at a you know in other situations. Okay, fine. Gavaldik. That was a wrap-up of the last Mishnah, and now we got to the next Mishnah. Let's introduce the next Mishnah. This is going to take us through the daf. It's, it's going to be, this daf is pure lumdus, And this lumdus is so needed, we're going to focus on mimer. And let's just talk. Let, let's, let's schmooze for a minute, okay? A man dies childless. His wife falls to his brother as a Yavama. How do you do classic Yibam? Bia. Once you do be on the woman... You're married. Mamish. If you don't want to do Bia, you don't want to do Yibam, what do you do? Chalitza. Seder. Now, until you do either one, we said there's kind of like a bond that exists between the two. What type of bond? A marriage bond? Is it marriage? How do you view it? It's a Zika. It's a Zika, right? We explained it's not a full-fledged marriage. Okay. Fine. The Rabbanan made an option and they actually instituted this um, as a, uh, and they made it non-optional at a certain point where they said, you must do mimer. If you want to reserve a woman before you, you got to do mimer. Okay? Now this mimer, are you, did you do yibam? No. What have you done? You strengthened the zika. Between you and this Yavama. And this could apply whether there was one Yavama, two Yavamas, five Yavamas, right? doesn't matter how many women were with. Uh, whether there was one Yavam, two Yavamim, right, with, with, the, with the men. doesn't matter. Okay? What does Mimer do? So Mimer is money, and it sets her aside where you're establishing, I'm a, it's a commitment. I will marry you. I will follow through on the Bia. Where does Mimer take their relationship to? We never really had clarity in that. Does it make him like 70% married? And let's say it like this. Is Mimer like Arison and then the Bia is like Kedushin? What's Mimer doing? So this is going to be the focus of the rest of the daf. We're going to see a big fundamental machlaikas between Beishamah and Beishol. 
over what exactly is happening with Mimer, happening with Mimer. and the Mishnah is going to introduce the Machlaikas by giving a circumstance where we're going to have a straight nafkamina, a direct, a, a, a clear discrepancy, depending on what you hold, Mimer does, is going to have the, uh, is going to have the ramifications in the following case, and let's start reading it inside. Zok the Mishnah. Three brothers. Reuven, Shimon, and Levi. Okay. Shnayim, Nesuim, Shtei, Achoyes. The two older brothers, doesn't need to be the older, I'm just using that as an example. Reuven and Shimon are married to two sisters. So far, same as our last Mishnah. The Echad Mufne, and one is Mufne. He's released. He's available. He's open. He's not married at all. Okay. He's not married. Now, he may be married, Lahalacha, but what we want to explain here is there's no issues right now with him and those two sisters. There's no issue. Okay. So here we go. Let's say the older brother Reuven, one of the brothers who married the sisters, dies without children. Any issues so far? Can anybody think of an issue? Is there any problems here? No. Reuven dies. His wife is falling as Yavama to Levi. So far, so good? Yeah. So listen to what happens. Amazing. Levi goes and does mimer on Reuven's widow. Okay, still no problem. Yeah, it's classic. Va'asaba Mufna and Levi, who's available to be married, does in her mimer. Meaning he says, you know, I'm, I'm not just going to keep you as my zika, somebody who's zokok to me. I'm going to do mimer. Okay, we're going to establish, we're going to commit to each other. Now listen to this. The achar kach, after Levi does mimer on Reuven's wife, Reuven's widow, you know what happens? Shimon kicks the bucket. Meis achiv hasheni, oivei. What happens as soon as Shimon kicks the bucket? What happens? Shimon's wife falls to Levi as well. So now pause for a minute. Beforehand, Levi had one woman with no issues fall to him and he does mimer on her. Now there's a problem because her sister just fell to him as a Yavama. So, did his mind, we said if he hadn't done anything, he can't do Yibam on either one. Okay? Now, if we say that Mimer already kind of married him to her, so then maybe there's Makum to say, you know what? When Shimon died, it didn't create an issue with Reuven's widow. Because Reuven's widow and Levi were already married, so to speak. They're already mimered up. But if you hold mimer, never really got you too far, so now you still have two Yavamas who are sisters. Okay? So this is Gishmak. Here we go. Says the Gemara. Says the Mishnah. I'm sorry. Beishami Yaimer Beishami says, listen to this. Ishtai Imai, Reuven's wife, can stay married to Levi. You did mimer on her, that's Meiridik. You mamish saved the day. Vahalazu and the other, um, the other uh, widow, Shimon's widow, she doesn't even need chalitza. You know why? Because she's your wife's sister. So she's an Arias. My wife's sister, there's no yibum on her. Azoiz like Beishamai. Okay. But Beishol says, no. Maitzias Ishtai, listen to this. The Rambam Paskins like this, the halacha like Bissel, this is what Bissel says, fascinating. 
Maitzias Ishtai, Reuven has to divorce Reuven's widow. He's got to let her leave. Beget, he gives her a get to break the mimer. Ube chalitza. And he's got to give her a chalitza to break the whole thing. The Eishas Achiv and Shimon's widow goes out the chalitza. All she needs is chalitza. Like a Achai Zikukasai. Okay? Zuhisha Amru. And says the Mishnah in a, in a story like this is when we say, Ay loy al ishtai nebuch to him about his wife, loy al and nebuch to him on his brother's wife. Meaning the whole, the whole uh, matzav got messed up because he, uh, you know, because listen, everybody tried to do the right thing. You're even supposed to do mimer. Right? And there were times where Chacham instituted them. The reason why the sages said at a certain point, institute Mimer, because they felt that people can't really fulfill the mitzvah of Yibam appropriately. Al Shem Achiv. You got to get to know her. So you do Mimer, this way you're committing to other, but then you take your time. Right? So every, Levi did everything right. Reuven's widow falls to him. He does Mimer. They're taking their time. Boom. Shimon dies. Nabuch. All right. So as I use. If, if Levi does get. Says the Gemara, Zuhi, classic Gemara question, Zuhi Lemutemai. This is a case, right? What's that coming to exclude? Okay, the last statement of the Mishnah. In this situation we say, whoa, that he lost his wife, and whoa, that he lost his, his, Eishas uh, of his brother's wife. Okay. Says the Gemara, Lemutemai Hachter, Yeshua, it's coming to exclude the case of Rabbi Yeshua, Telay Avdinan Ka Vase. The Mishnah lets us know, we don't paskin like Rabbi Yeshua, Ella, Rather, we paskin either like Rabbi Gamliel or we paskin like Rabbi uh, Rabbi Eliezer. Okay, very good. Now, this was going to a case where we learned earlier, referring to a woman who, or we shouldn't call her a woman, a girl who was a katana, married off by her brother and her mother, so she had the option for uh, mion, and then. Her sister fell to her husband as a Yavama. Remember that case? So she's really only married to her husband, Midrabonan, and now her sister's falling to her husband, uh, Midairaisa. Okay. So Yeshua says that the Yavam's obligated to divorce his wife, uh, this, this young girl, basically. You know, we create Mion, and uh, then you're also going to do Chalitza on, on the, the second wife. Okay. Um, that's where Rabbi Yeshua says, Oyve to him on his wife and Oyve to him on his sister-in-law. So the, so the Gemara said, I, why are you saying Zuhi? We're saying that this is the only circumstance that we say that and it's not the case of Rabbi Yeshua. All right. Now let's get back to the Mishnah. Amr Belazer Belazer says, Let me explain something. This that Beishamai says that when Shimon's Rebetzin, Shimon's widow, falls to Levi, it does not break up the original Mimer it's not because Mimer is a full-fledged acquisition. That's not why. Okay? Because to, to a point that if the Yavam wants to break the Mimer, he's going to need a get. Meaning, if Mimer, Mamish makes her your full-fledged wife, Yitaka would need now a get to remove her. Okay. Ella Rather, what is Taka the Svar of Beishamai? Maimer le Beishamai enai kaina. He says that Beishamai holds Maimer is not a full-fledged 
acquire. You're not. You're not. A, you're not mamish acquiring her. You don't own. You're not fully married. Ella, ready for this? Litchais bitzara bovad is amazing. It's like how do you move this along on the chart? We have like full fledged marriage on one end, hundred percent. Twenty percent marriage on the other end of the spectrum at the twenty yard line is zika. Okay, you're doing mimer. Mimer is going to bring that 20% up till, make it up, whatever. 60, 70% now, are you, but you're not fully married. But so, so why does Beishamai say that when Shimon dies, his wife's not going to get in the way? He says, you know why? Because that 60% marriage is enough of a relationship that if anybody now were to fall to you in Yibum, uh, it, it, it doesn't obligate me and Chalitza on that other person. It's not, I'm not fully married to her, but enough that an effort ever would fall to me. So my mimer made it that I don't even need chalitza. You hear this? Okay. I'm Rebobin. Rebobin says, We all stand in the Mishnah. Beisham Yamer Mekayim. Beisham says you can keep Reuven's original widow. Yekayim You can keep. Lechatchila lay. But Lechatchila, it doesn't work. Okay? So that's talking about uh, you know, that's talking about a, a case where you have two brothers and the, with two sisters, one brother goes ahead and does Yibam on one of them, even when he shouldn't. Beishamai is even makel in that circumstance. Fine. Says the Gemara. The Esau Kedaita, Maimur Lebeishamai, Kanyakin, and Gomer, if you're going to say Tapa Vomit base. that that Maimur Lebeishamai, Mamish makes a full-fledged Kenyan, I don't understand. Now, why don't we just say that each brother should do a Maimur and acquire his wife? Beishamai doesn't give that as an option. Beishamai is, you're not supposed to do that. Ask the Gemara, Gabal the Kakasha. According to what we're saying, that Maimur Mamish is just establishing uh, 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 the, the ability to remove a a relationship on the tzara to say I don't need chalitz on her. Why didn't we ever hear about this before? Says the Gemara Elamai. Rather going to say Gemura. You know what Maimer is? Maimer Mamish makes it that you're not connected at all to the tzara, to the tzara in a regular case or over here the other brother's wife. Right over here we're not in our case where Reuben and Shimon are married to sisters, and you, and uh, Levi did Maimer on Reuben's wife. Shimon's wife is not his tzara. Nachon, you understand? Right? We're not dealing with co-wives. They were never co-wives. They were just married to brothers. Okay. But that, so, uh, so one brother's do maimer, and then that's, that pushes away the second wife. And the other brother pushes away the second wife. What are you going to say? That maimer of hetera, meaning a permitted maimer, a maimer where there was originally a permitted situation, like our Mishnah. When Levi did maimer on Ruvain's wife, was there any problem? No. It was perfect. Again, Nachamal. Ruvain died. Levi does mimer on his on his, the widow of his childless brother. That's what he's supposed to do. It was a permitted mimer. So when it's a permitted mimer, then you're going to say, Dachi, that taka pushes off the, the, uh, the, the sister. The Isura Laidachi, but if you did Mimer be Isser, meaning it was already a problem, like two brothers already dead. So you have the two sisters. Even if you're going to say that Mimer is going to Kinigomer, Mimer had that Terakani, the Isura Laikani. He's only going to say that, that a, a kosher Mimer, a, 
a loud mimer, a proper mimer, uh, is going to create the Kenyan, but a mimer that's, that wasn't allowed initially is not going to create a full Kenyan. Bottom line, we don't know for sure. We don't know for sure um, whether Rebbe Eliezer is, Rebbe Eliezer is correct. Okay. Says the Gemara like this. Ravashi Masni Hachi. Ravashi learns the conversation a little differently. He says, "Amar Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Lazar says, 'Light him a mimer the Beishamai dochi dechia gemura.' Don't say that according to Beishamai, mimer completely pushes aside any other woman who falls to you as a yavama. V'tzarasa chalitza namilai bai to a point where her tzara doesn't even need chalitza. Because if mimer would be a full fledged kidney, would I do? Would I have to do um, chalitza on her tzara? No, because a regular case, your brother has two wives, he dies." What's Allah? You do Yibma Khalitza on one, the other one just goes scot free. That's it. So if um, uh, if one uh, had a mimer and its mamish like separates now, like there, there was a real acquisition, so the other sister just bye, see you later, it's gone. Allah So rather, says Ravashi, that Bishamai really holds that even though mimer creates a relationship, it's doicha. It pushes aside the tzara, but also mishayir. Mishayir means there's still leftovers that need to be broken. There's still a leftover relationship that's going to exist between you and the tzara that needs to be broken. And the only way to get rid of that is mamish when you complete your yibum. If you have a full fledged, if you have a if if you have a full fledged uh, yibum relationship, you have bia. So then taka at that point is when the tzara is completely free. But just as soon as you do Imer on one of the co-wives, the other co-wives free, it says, no, you create something, but there's still a little bit left. Amr of Avin, Rav Avin says, Afin we also learned in, in uh, our Mishnah, Bishami says, you're allowed to keep them, which means you kaimu and you're allowed to keep them, but we didn't want him to take one of the sisters. Now, if you're going to tell me that according to Beishamai, Maimer Taka completely removes any obligation from the tzar, from, from her sister, okay? In our, in our, in our case, not a tzar, the, the Shimon's wife, her sister, okay? Why didn't we just give that as an option? Why didn't Beishamai say, let each one do Maimer and Gavaldik? So you see from here that since that wasn't an option in Beishamai, Beishamai is going to agree that Mimer does not completely push aside, um, uh, push aside any other potential Yavamas. Says the Gemara of al but our Mishnah said, Beishamai says that his wife stays with him, Vahalazu and Shimon's wife, Shimon's widow, she goes out because of the brother's wife. Now, according to this, you see that Shitaka goes out because there was a mimer. You see, a mimer can completely end the other woman's connection. She doesn't even need Chalitza to that point. Again, says Gemara, one second. Let's, let's establish this. According to Beishamai, that when I do mimer on one of them, the other one is not completely out. There's still a mishayir. There's still a little bit of a bond that exists. Ask the Gemara, but look back at the end of the Mishnah. What the Mishnah say? What the Mishnah say at the end? Mishnah says, let's read this together. The fourth line of the Mishnah, Beishamai Aymrim, Beishan Aleph, yeah? 
Ishtaimai Vahalazu and the other one, Taitse Mishumachisha. She's completely free without any achalitza. According to what we just said, why should she why should she be completely free? All you did on the first wife was minor. So why are we letting her go free? Ella rather says the Gemara, you're right. You're right. It's gotta be. Because of that statement, it's got to be that Beishamai holds, if you do Maimur on one, it completely removes any obligation to any other Yuvama. See, any other connection with any other Yuvama. See, here's what happens. Ella rather says the Gemara, Yuvama techaz yulakulu. When you have a Yuvama that's always been fit, she's always been fit. So then, chaz yulamiktsasa. She's fit for part of a marriage too. For example, who would that be in our Mishnah? Reuven's widow. As soon as Reuven died, his widow has Zika. She has Mimer. She has Yibel. She can do anything. Didn't matter. Right? You had, across the board, you had that ability. However, Yavama, a Yavama who wasn't always capable of marrying, for, of following through on the Yibam. For example, Shimon's widow, as soon as she became a widow, right? So there was already something in the way. She's never capable of even being partially um, you know, connected to the marriage. So um, according to this, if both sisters Taka, see you later, bye-bye. If, if both sisters Taka, uh, turns out, would have been not capable of doing Yibum, so then when you do Mimer, the other one will go free. However, if one was capable and one wasn't capable, then, it, then uh, it, it's, uh, you, you would have to do something to the second uh, Yavama as well. Okay. Gavaldik, end of that discussion. Here we go. Boy, Rava, Rava asked the Shaila searching for information. Maimur le According to Beishamai, what does Maimur do? Fascinating question. We discussed this earlier. Nisuin osa. Does Maimur do full-fledged Nisuin? Oh, Erisin, I say. Or is it doing Erisin? Now listen closely. Why would we think? Erisin we can understand, right? Why would we think it's Nisuin? See, here's the deal. Because by a regular marriage, you always have Erisin Nisuin. By Yibam, all you find is Nisuin. Nisuin is when you move in together. So Yibam, by definition, works by taking her into your home. Erisin is pre-done because your brother's marriage never ended. So when you're doing Mimer and you're strengthening that first step, okay, so we're asking, according to Beishamai, is she, a, is she becoming an Arusa now? And before, and she was just, she, there was just a zakuk, there was just a, a bond. Or is this mamish like nisun? Now you want to ask, what's the nafkamina? What's the difference? There's a lot of differences because their relationship and what a, and what a husband's capable of doing, for example, as we'll see, uh, um, nullifying her vows. Depends. Erisin, nisun, right? So there's a lot of halachic ramifications of this. So Amalei Abai. Abai said to Rabbah who asked the question, as far as which halach are you concerned that there's, uh, uh, to, to find out whether it's Erisin or Nisuin. If, if it matters, because you want to know that if she dies, is he going to inherit her? 
Or can he be metame to her if he dies? Is this considered his wife if he's a kayan? Okay. And to nullify her vows. Let me tell you something. Says Abai. Even by a regular Arusa, Rebchia taught us, Arusa, if let's say somebody's um, somebody is, has Arison, they never moved in together, and then his wife dies, so he's not an Ainin, okay, and he's not allowed to be mitameter. It's not considered like you're married. Mesa, if she dies, ain't He does not inherit her. Mesu, if he dies, she's still going to be allowed to gather in her ksuba, but that's it. Okay, boy. So now, when somebody does mimer, you're asking me whether there's a you're asking me whether there's a uh, inheritance. Meaning like this says the Gemara Gishmak. It says Abai a great question. Rabbah says, according to Meshama, it was the heiress in her nesuin. Says Abai, whoa, whoa, Rabbah, relax. I got a question for you. In a case of heiressin. Does a husband inherit the wife? No. No. Case of Arison, does a could a husband nullify the vows? No. Could he be Madame there? No. So why would you think Mimer is any stronger? What, what, what's he, what's he, what, what's he, why are you asking the question? The Ella, the Indian Messiah, the Chuppah. So what are you going to tell me? Oh, you want to know because whether or not you now need Chuppah? Yeah, maybe Yavam and Yavama need a need Chuppah. My, you want to know what the halach is? Well, Nisu and Isa. I'll tell you. Mimer does, as far as chuppah is concerned, in Nisuin for you, meaning you don't need to stand under the chuppah. Or do you say that maybe it's only erison? Okay, so that's the only time that you can really ask a question. That's, this is what Abaye is saying to, this is what Abaye is saying to Rab. Say it. Says the Gemara... He says to him like this. He says, Even if the Yavam did not yet do Maimur, the Pasuk says, as soon as Yavama falls to you, he should have Bia with her, which means, Balkarcha means you don't, you, you don't need the same Ratzon as a marriage because there's already a pre-existing condition. Avad ba maimer mi boy. So when you do maimer, is there is there uh, do, is there any shaila about it? Is there any question about it? Meaning, says Abai like this. There's there's three stages so far to what Abai is saying to Rabbah, and let's go back. Rabbah said, according to Beishamai, if you do maimer on somebody from husband's maimer on his wife, is it erisin or nesuin? That was step number one. Rabbah's question. Step number two. Abai is challenging Rabbah. And Abai says to Rabba, excuse me, as far as the halachas of mourning and the halachas of vows and the halachas of inheritance, eh, no, no shayla. There's no shayla. Of course you can't. Of course you can't. Ah, so you know what your question is, says Abai? Your question is about chuppah. Maybe the chuppah. Because Mimer only did Arison. So now, says, come on. Of course you don't need chuppah. And I'll tell you why you don't need chuppah. Because if you didn't do Mimer yet, do you need Chuppah? No. Yavama Yavayalel. So why if you do Mimer, should we all of a sudden start obligating Chuppah? So Abayi is asking back on Rabbah. Even that can't be a worthy question. 
Even your shayla about chuppah is not a worthy question. Because if you need chuppah, if you don't need chuppah when you only had a zika, kavachimer, you shouldn't need chuppah if you already did a mimer. Amarlei, so Rabba says to him, no, 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 Abaye, take a, relax, relax. <laughs> relax, all right? I know what I'm talking about and I know what I'm asking. And here's what I'm asking. Sha'ani Aimer, I hold. If somebody does Mimer on his Yavama, Parcha Mimenu Zikas Yavam. Listen to this, fascinating. Rabbi says, as soon as a man does Mimer on the Yavama, there's no Zika there anymore. It stops it. What happens? Listen to this. She now becomes an Arusa, a, a, a Zika, an attachment of strictly Arusin. Okay? Therefore, maybe it's taka worse when it comes to Chuppah now. It's worse. Because you just changed originally how are you supposed to, how are you going to consummate your, your Yibam? Through Bia. So if that's how you're going to consummate it through Bia, so I would agree you don't need Chuppah there. But over here, we're by the defin- by definition of doing mimer, you created an action of erison. Maybe now you messed it up and you 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 changed the zika from one that was going to head to bia to instead being one that just headed to a mimer. And now that head over to a mimer, which is an acquisition like an erison, maybe taka I need chuppah. My so what taka is the alocha about chuppah? Do I need it there? To put it in very simple terms. It, it Until you did Mimer, you were dealing with Yibam. Now that you did Mimer, you yeah. kind of entered normal marriage circumstances. That's really what we're saying. Because you turned it into a financial acquisition. So now that you're dealing with a regular type of marriage circumstance, maybe I should talk about Chuppah after the Mimer. But you need Chuppah. Oh, because you need Chuppah after mm-hmm. Right, to do the Nisun. That's what Chuppah does. Chuppah is Nisun. Chuppah is Bia. So, you see. Okay. But you can have beer without chuppah. Right. Okay. It's All not right. in his domain. So Stamazoi. Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah. Okay. Chuppah means he's the Nisun. He's bringing her into his, his uh, domain. Says the Gemara like this. Let's try to answer Rabbah's Shaila. It's a Shaila. Again, it's not, it's not challenging. He's searching for information. Says the Gemara, Tashma, come and listen. Shaymeres Yavam. A woman who is a Yavama. She is waiting for her Yavam to marry her. Whether she's waiting for one brother or for one of the two brothers. Fascinating. Rabbi Yezra says that any one of the, of the Yavam, the Yavamim, are able to nullify her vows. Rabbi Shua says, This is only true if there was one Yavam, not if there's two. Okay? Why? We learned this earlier. We learned this earlier. Because there's a, there's a Zika to one, maybe there's no Zika to two, okay? Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi says, No, doesn't matter. Zika to a Yavam does not give you the right to nullify vows. And we looked at the Mishnah and we had a conversation. We said, let's understand this. Bishma, Rabbi Kiva, understand. Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva says, listen, ain't Zika. Said it. You hold ain't Zika? So see you later, alligator. Yeah, none of you could be uh, you know, uh, can be made for her nedar. Seder, Rabbi Yeshua. According to Rabbi Yeshua, so he's who says that um, only if there's one yavam, then he could nullify the vow. But if there's two, you can't. 
So what's Rabbi Yeshua? Lachad yesh zika, in zika. He says, because if there's one brother, so there's a strong bond to that one brother. If there's two, you don't even know he ended up marrying, so there's, it's, it's weak. There's no zika to two. And that's why you can't be mefer. El Rabbi Eliezer, according to Rabbi Eliezer, he granted Nami also. Tikasavar yesh zika, he holds that yesh zika, bishlamachad lamefer, so it makes sense. If she falls to one yavam, he could be made for her nether. Why? Why do we say that one of them can be made for her nadarna? It is. She's connected to both. So who are you to say that you're the boss and you could be made for? You need your brother's permission. Ready for this? You know why he's the boss? When there's two brothers, you know why one's the boss? Because he did Maimer already. Shmak like a rock. Yeah? Yeah, so we're following, so this is a good ride. Rabbah had a, a Shaila. What does Beishamai hold about Maimer? Erison, Nesuin, Chupana. So you see that Maimer already establishes a Kenyan Gomor. Now, if you're going to tell me that Beishamai holds that Mimer is mamish like Nesuin, Mishum Hachim Eifer, Beseder, it all makes sense. What did Mimer help him? But now we learned in the Mishnah, Naira Amurazo, when you have a Naira Amurazo, Vio Bailam, Avir Nidarel. So therefore, we should still say the husband's not capable of doing it by himself without anybody else's help. You should still be back to two. El Alav, rather it must be, what's the Raya? Mimer creates. Nisuin. And that's why we're allowing this one brother who did Mimer to be the Bikahun. Gvaldik. Except, quick rebuttal. Ready for this? Amr Nachmar Yitzhak. Nachmar says, no. You know what Mefer means? My Mefer, what does it mean? He can be Mefer, Mefer Bishutvis. Yeah, all right. Prove, prove that Mefer means only him. How do you know that? And if Itaka would need both, if Itaka needs both, then it's Ken Zion, it's possible that Mimer keeps Arison and it's not leading to Nasu, and hence you would need Chuppah afterwards. The Ubala yeah. have to do it together. Correct. They both right. need to so they both need to be made for that would make sense here. Both brothers need to do it. Right, just like Mamish. Yeah, would Mamish like uh, stand in place uh, stand in place of each other? Okay. Ula Rabbi Lezer, Dalmar, Quint Rabbi Lezer, who says, Maimer the Beishama inakana, that Maimer in Beishama's opinion is not a complete Kenyan. Ella Litchais Litzara Bovad, rather, according to Rabbi Lezer, Beishama holds that all Maimer's doing is creating that I do not need to do Chalitza on anybody else who falls, right, if there's an Arias. So El Litzar Bovad, am I made for Beshutvis? Why are you allowed to be mefer b'shutvis? The bottom line is, you're not married. It's a good kasha. According to Rabbi Lazar, now, now that we established, you know why you could do this? Because the, the two of you are taka connected. Okay. Why does Rabbi Lazar say in Beishamah's opinion that, and how could he say in Beishamah's opinion that actually you're not, conne- you're not married at all? All you did by Mimer is push off a chalitza of a different woman, but you're not anymore uh, married. So why are you allowed to be mefer? You know when you know what I mean when I say 
that all Mimer did is create that the other Yavama doesn't need Chalitza, the Sagi Labagita. I'm talking about that it's it's not it's not enough anymore to just give your Mimer a get. Ella nami chalitza. If you do Mimer on somebody, guess what? You're gonna have to do Chalitza and you're gonna have to give a get to do both. But I never said that as far as being made for her nidar. Okay, meaning I agree that Mimer does allow her to be made for her nidar. I'm just saying that it's not enough to say there's no chalitza on that same woman. By the same, another option is Belazar means according to Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak Minicha. According to Rabbi Yitzchak, who says that Maimer does erison, Minicha does it work out according to him as well? Mikatani Yaferu, did the Brises say they? Right? How did we wiggle out of our question before? We said, oh, it doesn't mean he's Mefer, it means they're Mefer. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Lazar says, very nice, you have a question on me, but let me tell you something. And the, and the words never were Yaferu, that both of them are. Yafer, Katani, which seems to imply the Yavam who did Maimer is the one who does it. Ella. Rather, how how you know how are you going to answer that question for Rabbi Nachman Yitzchak? What are you going to say? Says Rabbi Lazar. I'll tell you the case. Ready for this? She took him to Bezdin. She was a Yavama. Her Yavam didn't do Yibam. Her Yavam didn't do Chalitza. So there's just this eternal bond, and she says, "Listen, I want out. You got to make a move, dude. You can't just stand there." So, Amda Bedin, she takes him to court. Upaskula mezainais mishalai. And the court paskind that she can be supported and be given food, mishalai, from his money. Ukhd Rav Pinchas mishmei the Rava. And this following the opinion of Rav Pinchas, the name of Rava, Dama Rav Pinchas mishmei the Rava, kolani deres, aldas bayla, he noi deres. Any woman who makes a neder is taking a neder Al uh, Al Das Baila. Okay, so the so um, you see from here that you know when it comes to vows, it's dependent on who's obligated. It, it, dep- it depends on who's obligated to feed her as well, right? Who who's, uh, her livelihood is dependent on. So as soon as Bezdim Paskins that this guy, while he keeps her in limbo, is now between he hasn't done anything, is now going to be obligated in her livelihood. You know what that you know it does something for him as well, and it allows him to control her nedarim, like Rav Pinchas Mishmeida Rava, who says Kol Nederes Al Das Baila He Nederes Gavaldik, and that's Memela. Both Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak and Rav Lazar have their way of wiggling out of the questions. We'll hold it here for tonight. Bez Hashem. Uh, tomorrow we will pick up with the new Mishnah on Daflamid. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, everybody.